Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What a great show we've got for you now. And we got three copies, three copies of Patrick's book to give away. Patrick Paul, Paul Garlinger is joining me here today. And what we're talking about is we're going to be talking about time, kind of, kind of. But really what we're talking about is how do we, how do we really, truly live in the now? And what if that could happen? right? In a way that was so easy, so effortless. What if that was the norm? But somehow along the way, we concocted this really hard way to live. And that's what we're talking about today. I'm so thrilled to be introducing all of you to, first of all, Paul, uh, Patrick, because I'm Pat, this is Patrick. So I have to say Patrick, so we don't confuse everybody by saying like Pat and Pat. (laughs) Uh, But for all of you out there, bending time, the power to live in the now. There is a reason that that idea is important. Today, get ready, because we're going to have a few little visitations along the way. What happens when you have a spiritual awakening? What happens when... All of a sudden, your life feels like, I'm not even going to say looks like, but feels like something that's both new and ancient. Bending Time is the second of three volumes of writing that was transmitted to Patrick uh, March through September of 2016. Now, when I say transmitted, there's a reason I say it, because every time I get on air, I rarely know what's going to come out of my mouth. I don't work from scripts. But one of the things I learned a long time ago is I know that something comes through me. And I'm so grateful for it. I'm so thrilled I get to do this. Same thing happened to Patrick. Somehow along the way to becoming him, he got a switch turned on. And today we've got three copies of his book to give away. Patrick, it's great to have you here. Welcome. Thank you so much, Pat. I'm delighted to be here. So, so, so you know, I know I'm probably oversimplifying by saying a switch got turned on, but I honestly think that is what happened to me. One day I was my old me, and the next day my job didn't look right, the company didn't look right. People thought that I had come down with some kind of mental shock or something went on. But I want to ask you, what was it like for you? Was it a switch or was it a dimmer? (laughs) (laughs) That's a great question. I can tell you that for me, um, it was like a, a frying pan upside the head, actually. That's <laughs> My, what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the beginning, at least as far as the, the beginning of the journey, it really began. It really began when um, uh, all of a sudden um, I was in a place of great pain and great agony. And um, I was very closed off to everything. And then whoosh, out of nowhere, all of these beings start showing up. Um, All these divine mothers start showing up, these intuitives start showing up, and um, everything, really, I got cracked open, and I was very, very raw for a long time. Mm. Mm. Um, And then then I met my teacher, and my teacher introduced me to the light. That's what happened. My first real experience was working with Mirabai Devi, whose great gift is to transmit light. And I didn't believe it. 
didn't believe it until I experienced it. And when I experienced it, the first word that came to mind is I felt this huge beam of light entering my third eye was God exists. And mm. from there, I worked with her for, for many years. And that's what led to the channeling, which was um, a culmination of, of, of a long apprenticeship mm. with a lot of work on, on various levels that led to a Kundalini awakening. So when you speak of a switch, yeah. that that's the experience of the switch for me is when the Kundalini happened in very much the way the, the sort of the ancient texts describe it as sort of this fiery coil, this serpent of energy at the base of my spine. And a month later, that's when the, um, the voice just showed up in my head, this incredibly strong, um, like divine father, masculine voice that said, mm -hmm. we're going to write and we're going to write quickly. And that's when the switch flipped. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't think that I was um, exaggerating when I said for me, um, somewhere along the uh, way in 1990, uh, I felt like a switch. I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't quite like that. But what it felt like was I woke up one day and the life that I was living, the success, the rise to an executive level in corporate America, mm. everything that I had done, uh, my inability to have healthy relationships and treat people well, all of that sort of passed in front of me in one day. As if when I stopped for a minute, I looked at my life almost like a flashpoint mm. and, and then realized that was then, this is now, now what? Mm. And I, I want to ask you about that because sometimes I think what gets in the way of our now what next move is overthinking the now what. And I want to ask you about that because you've had an awakening. And like, like, like me, I didn't meet my spiritual teacher till seven years later. Mm. when I could possibly understand what the heck she was talking about. <laughs> but let me ask you this. Is it different for everyone? And how does an individual know that they're being called to step in to the power to live in the now? Uh, such a beautiful question. And the short answer is, the short answer is yes, it's different for everyone, everyone. Uh -huh. And at the same time, we're all being called all the time. Ah. That's that's the only reason that we're here. We're all being called all the time. That doesn't mean that you're all that everyone is actually going to experience that sort of call and that awakening, although it's absolutely available to everyone. And it may not be that it happens for everyone. And that's not, and this is such a, a message that comes through again and again and again, is that is in no way a denigration of one's life, that your life is somehow less worthy because you haven't had the same kind of awakening or haven't had this this experience or the other. But the, and you had the sort of the beautiful kind of switch of, of almost absolute clarity in the moment of just saying, oh, I, this is, this was then and this is now. And most of us more like me, you know, we, we go kicking and screaming all the sort of resistance, like, no, 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 no I'm going to hold on. And, and then the next, the now, you know, so the next step becomes plan, 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 because Ultimately, we we don't trust. We don't trust. Mm -hmm. We don't trust what's going to show up. Yeah. We, oh my we, God. I know. Like even like this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, it's it seems to me. All right. So so we're going to talk about how this book came to you. Actually, all all three of the books. But somehow along the way, people that listen to you and I. Uh, and I get emails from our listeners. We, by the way, we have the best listeners on the planet. They are just like amazing. They, they are. are. Be the rock stars of transformation. You know. Um, but somehow, I, I guess I don't talk about fear enough to mm. let folks know sometimes I am scared, shaking and quaking in my boots some days. <laughs> right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh I just don't my God. stay there for a decade, Patrick, anymore. I don't stay. <laughs> well, do you feel it? Do you really feel the fear? Oh, yeah. You just inhabit it. Yeah. 
That's right? It. You mean you feel it and you're like, this is fear. Yeah, Hi, fear. I'm like, ah. <laughs> Hi, old friend. I know you well. Yeah. I've been with you before. <laughs> and most of us don't feel fear. We think we feel fear, right? We feel the beginnings of fear. We feel the beginnings of fear and the feeling that arises. And then we're running off to a story or we're running off to planning. We're doing everything to avoid feeling fear, which is really kind of itchy and electric. And I really encourage people to get to know how fear feels. Um, because when you feel it, I, I don't know in your experience, when yeah. I experience fear and I just feel it, really just inhabit it in my body, um, it just dissipates. I, you know, the reason I want to talk about it is so much in the book I want to talk about. Um, but this idea of recognizing, my friend calls it the enemy, but this idea of recognizing it helps me move beyond the illusion of failure. Mm. See, because, you know, when I think about Things. And, and I love the chapter in the book that's called Beyond Winning. Mm, yes. I love this. Uh, when I think about things like that, just because I don't acknowledge it doesn't mean that it's not there. And I want to talk with you about this when we come back, because I don't think it's the fear so much as it is the belief about the future around that feeling. And I want to talk with you about that, because if, in fact, we came to the reality of there not being ever any loss, okay, this is a stretch now, not ever any loss, then what does that mean to live every day at the pinnacle of your life? Let's take a short break. I know Patrick knows about this. And then we're going to tell you how this book was actually written. But what do you think there is beyond the field of right and wrongdoing? There's winning. No, actually, he didn't say that. Let's take a short <laughs> break. Everybody, we'll be right back. Have you ever wondered if there's a way to heal the deep, hidden inner issues, wounds, beliefs, and traumas? The journey into spiritual healing engages people in all areas of their lives to heal themselves and others. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Dr. Jaffe brings conversations of healing of body, mind, and spirit as he merges the excellence of traditional medicine with the beauty of spiritual healing. For more information about Dr. Jaffe, this show, and his work, visit drjaffemd.com. TheAngelLady.net 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 1-800-323-1790 Sue Storm TheAngelLady.net Are you done being afraid to jump into the life that's waiting for you? Are you ready for a real shift? I invite you to tune in every Tuesday with me, Tracy L on the Tracy L. Clark Show, where we will teach you how to live your extraordinary life. At 8 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, where I will provide the tools and the steps needed to help you transcend perceived limitations and move forward with an extraordinary life. For more information, visit me at tracylclark.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. 
Hey, everybody, welcome back. I, you know, I'm so thrilled, you know, that I get to have this conversation with somebody amazing. Uh, Patrick, this book is called Bending Time. It is the power to live in the now. Uh, before we, we keep going, two, two questions. One, how can folks find out more about you? And then how can they get a copy of this book? But also you've written other books as well. Yes. So the easiest way to find out about me is to go ahead and go to my website, which is um, www.patrickpaulgarlinger.com, which is a bit of a mouthful, but that's what it is. (laughs) And and the easiest place to find my books is on Amazon. Um, Yep, that's the short answer. Okay. And for those of you out there, you can go to the Dr. Patrick or Transformation Talk Radio and just click on Paul's picture, uh, Patrick's picture, and there you go. Uh, We are going to give away three copies of this book, Bending Time. And let's go ahead and give away the first copy, Benny. 1-800-930-2819. Patrick, before we, we get into the questions here, During the break, I was talking to you a little bit, and I said this before as well. You know, sometimes I get on air, and I never know what I'm going to say. I don't have a script. And 15 years ago, when I first started doing that, getting behind a microphone and connecting with our fabulous audience was like coming home. You've written these books kind of in the same way. This idea of channeling and being being able to be in that flow and that energy to write, that's how these have come forward for you. And I would like for you to talk a little bit about that, about what that felt like and what that was like for you to bring forth this message in this way. Thank you. It's um it's a beautiful question because, um, you know, having had the benefit of writing a previous book, I had you know, a sort of very sharp contrast of experiences. So, mm-hmm. you know, my very first book, When Thought Turns to Light, I wrote over a span of like two to three years and you know, sort of labored over it and sort of thought about it. There was a lot of editing and copy editing. These three books came through in the span of two months two months each. So it was a six month um, span, a little longer than that. Uh, There's a little bit of a gap between each one, but very short lived. And um, even now as I speak, I'm having a hard time because the, the, the beings that come through me come through with a very particular energy and it's a very fast energy. And it always feels to me like, like almost like it's draining, raining on my, on my, on the top of my head. It feels like little drops mm-hmm. of energy on my crown chakra and um, and I have a hard time um, sort of articulating in the normal language that I would normally articulate in. So it yeah. came through so quickly, and I was honest, honestly just writing it as quickly as I could, and it would happen um, just at random moments. Um, I would be on an airplane. I would be, you know, at my desk. I would be, you know, at, you know, at work, whatever, and it would happen. And at a certain point, I would lose the thread because the energy was so fast and so quick. Um, and I would kind of go into these states of bliss where I just kind of sat there for a while mm, and pick wow. up the stream again. And I can't remember the majority of what it is that I write. That's the probably right. the most salient differences. Mm. I have to go back and reread. <laughs> so when people say you wrote this, I'm like, yeah, not really. Um, I, I just was a conduit. And I have to go back and read it and understand it um, myself um, and uh, and really respect that yeah. there are messages there that, I, um, that I'm still absorbing, mm-hmm. you know, um, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, the reason I bring that up is because um, I, I, too, get asked those questions. I get asked, you know, hey, you know, what did you mean when you said this? And and I don't remember what I said. And it's <laughs> not that I'm not paying attention because I do pay attention. But there's some things that happen that I can't explain. For example, I was saying during the break, there are two 
parts of your book. And for those of you just tuning in, the book I'm referring to is Bending Time. Patrick Paul Garlinger is joining me here today. And this is about the power to live in the now. And I put two color stickies in the book. And, and one was on the uh, question that is asked, are you saying that we age because we believe we do? And then the next one was on what, what you were writing about beyond winning. And mm-hmm. I thought, I need to explore this a little bit with you. We're going to see who comes through to give us an answer to this, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think that two reasons that this that they're important for me. One is that I really do believe that we do age because we believe that we must age. And age in a way, if you turn on the TV, if you listen to any of that, if you hear the doctor say, you know, you're just bruising a little bit more because blah, 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 blah. It goes into our consciousness. But then it really leads me to the fact that there is even a chapter in this book that has to do with winning. Mm. Right? Right. But I think this chapter has more to do with the idea that someone has to win and someone has to lose. Mm -hmm. And both of these two chapters are so much about belief. You know, just the fact that in our culture, we have words that say winner and loser, Mm -hmm. right? Just, Just that fact. And I wanted to ask you this question, right? I want to make sure I am clear on the question. Well, let me get it to you. Here it is, right from the book. There can be no true winners if you continue to life, live life as a competition. And I do believe that the, the, what you wrote about aging is because we're competing with that thing which we call death. And I would love mm. to talk about this. That is so beautiful. Um, I'm know, sort of in awe momentarily. <laughs> <laughs> I'm momentarily in awe of you pulling together those strands, which is one of the things that I think is so remarkable is when two strands come together mm. that I had not linked. Um, and so let me see what I think the answer is. Yeah, I think from the day that we are born, we are given the idea that life is, is finite. Yes. Not infinite. That's right. You know, the infinite nature of life comes into being when and only when we're introduced to what happens after life, whether Mm. that's heaven, depending upon what you believe in, right? Yes. And so I, I was I was really struck by the idea of how we so attach to the competition of things, mm-hmm. you know, and, and at the same time, you know, here I am over the weekend watching this competitive table tennis sport. <laughs> and I have to tell you, I get really scolded quite a bit when I play because I'm accused of not focusing or not being aggressive enough, not playing to the best of my ability. And life really does not have to be about winner and losers, but boy, are we making it part of our culture. Oh, absolutely. We absolutely do. And you see people do this in every aspect of life. You're mm-hmm. always sort of evaluating yourself and comparing yourself and competing in winners or losers. And then we have games and we have sports and we do this. Mm-hmm. And what I love about your question is this notion of competing with death. Yeah. When the way, um, and we do, we seem to sort of want to compete with death. We have in our language, we try to cheat death. We try to escape death. And it it is one, it is absolutely guaranteed to us. And it's guaranteed, but not as a loss. And I think that that's the important thing. It is it's not as a loss. Mm -hmm. Death isn't something to be afraid of. Um, It's not a loss. And there is a belief that our bodies will die and that that we, we have a belief that we um, decay and, and whatnot, and that that certainly has enormous effects on how our bodies physically um, 
manifest in this realm. And so I do believe that, you know, our beliefs have everything to do with how long our lives can be. And at the same time, there is a sense of finitude that is necessary in part because that finitude is what, and this is what a message that comes through in the book, that finitude is what gives us in some sense the urgency to awaken it becomes the ground out of which we sort of realize we believe that um, we will expire. Then mm-hmm. we we realize that time is something that is time in this particular body, in this particular moment, in this manifestation is something that is finite. Then we we behave differently. We thought we had immortality in this particular body. We would not necessarily. Um, do all the things that we need to do to awaken and recognize our actual state of divinity. Um, but what you pointed to, which I thought it was really beautiful, is there's a way in which both you could think of life and games or sports as that, just games, and that we have an endpoint only to have an endpoint that gives rise to something new. I mean, if you played a game and you had no way to end it, you could pick, you could say we play for two hours. That could be a way to end it. But if you have a way to end it, it's not about meaning somebody won and somebody lost, but just a convention for opening to a new possibility. Then that's the way to think about death. Mm -hmm. Death is just... Death is not to be feared, just respected as sort of the endpoint from which a new possibility arises Mm. for all of us. Yeah, wow. You know, I want to take a short break. And of course, we're going to give away a second copy of the book. And when we come back, I want to talk with you, Patrick, about aligning with new life streams as a way to turn thought to light. Mm. Thought to light, which is the other book you wrote. Yes. But what is it if we could align with new life streams by literally transmuting that mental, let's just call it frequency, to something else, mm-hmm. right? You know, how often do we do we transmute fire to smoke? Could it be that easy? Let's take a short break. And by the way, yes, another copy of the book, 1-800-930-2819. Aligning with new life streams. Yeah. Thought to light. How quickly? Actually immeasurable. Faster than you can actually measure it. What if that was the reality? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Patrick. Hi, I'm Barbara Scheidegger, clinical hypnotherapist and founder of Swiss Hypnotherapy. And this is a tip with purpose. Being wrong or making mistakes is human. What have you learned from it? Start laughing about the silly things you did. Yeah, laugh about it. Being happy is more important than being always right. Start listening to your feedback. Be willing to redefine yourself every day. Communication with yourself and others who already are successful in their lives. Stay balanced. And when you fall off the wagon, don't dwell on it. Just hop back on. Forgive yourself. Admit what you did. Move on and smile. I hope this tip helps you. You can reach me at 323-999-4775 or at my website at swisshypnotherapy.com. Are you looking for the perfect setting for your next workshop or retreat? At Spirit Fire Meditative Retreat Center, cultivating consciousness is what we do best. Our guests count on us to create an atmosphere that supports serenity and well-being. We lead from the heart and create space for the mind. Freshly prepared meals designed with local and organic ingredients, 95 acres of beautiful woods and pastures, and a facility built with green in mind. This is what you'll find at Spirit Fire. For more information, visit spiritfireretreatcenter.com. 
Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. Could you swim with sharks? Is fear holding you back from living your life? The time is now to jump in and be courageous. Shelly Ryan has created a retreat to help you move past your fears with confidence. Join her June 30th through July 7th in Mexico. Have some fun, relax. Plus, you'll have the opportunity to be courageous with a whale and shark adventure. For more information, visit yournextchaptercoaching.com. The truth is funny. Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. That's what I like. Let's give away some books. That's what I like. Uh, Patrick, thank you so much for your generous offering for our listeners. We've been doing this for 15 years. The first time I ever did a show, we did a pay it forward gift. And every show pretty much thereafter, that's what we do. So we have three copies of the book to give away. I think let's make sure we give one more away. 1-800-930-2819. The book is Bending Time, The Power to Live in the Now. And I love the way this book is written because what it does is it literally taps into the questions that we have every day. It really does. It taps into those questions. And as we look at our lives, you know, one of the things that I've been fascinated by is how some days I get to manifest things just like breathing and other days not. Patrick, before we jump ahead, um, please give out your website again and let folks know how they can find out more about you. But I did also mention your other book, uh, When Thought Turns to Light. So how can folks find out all about those? Oh, thank you so much, Pat. Uh, the website is www.patrickpaulgarlinger.com. And all my books are available on Amazon. Awesome. I love it. Um, so before we went to break, I, I was fascinated by reading about aligning with new life streams. But then uh, sort of out of the side of my eye, I happened to be looking at, you know, one of your previously published books about thought turning uh, to light. And I thought to myself, Thought turning to light, aligning with new live streams, and bending time, what do all three of these things have in common? Mm. And what do they represent to have life be everything, everything that we can imagine it to be, and then everything that we can't possibly imagine it to be? That's my question to you. How do those three things relate and help us get to this place of life streaming? Mm. Life streaming. Um, so how do, um, when thoughts turn to light, new life streams, and I think I missed the third piece. Bending time. And bending time all come together. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. So I'm just going to let this come through really quickly. And the, yeah. and the answer, first of all, is the fact that the, each of us needs to understand, each of us needs to understand that we are all in divine creation all the time. We're always manifesting. We're always manifesting. And we are all frequency. And if you understand yourself to be frequency, then you understand that everything that is in your life is not separate from you. This is physics. This is energy. It can't be any other way. We're all energy. And so when what appears in your life is something that you think, this is not me, this isn't what I want, I want something else, then right away your, your thought there is one that, 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 that there's something wrong, that there's something out of place, that I'm, 
um, I want this person to go away. And the book's message around aligning to new life streams, which dovetails with bending time, is precisely that whatever shows up in your life, whatever shows up in your life is, is something that you um, are connected to and is mm-hmm. there for your awakening, for your higher purpose. Mm-hmm. And so to embrace it as that, even the, the most difficult things, even the most difficult people, um, you ask yourself, where am I connected to this person? There's a sense of responsibility um, and of remaining in that moment with that person as opposed to saying, you know what, um, I want to cut out all the toxic people in my life. Yeah, That's a very common thing. I'm going to cut them out. This is sort of an intellectual cut as opposed to why am I connected to this person? Mm-hmm. Why am I connected to this person on an energetic level? And how can I align with some other frequency that allows something else to come in. That's the alignment part. And that, go ahead. Well, the thing that I love about this is, and this was what I I was just talking about this in the last hour. You know, one of the things that I'm learning now is if I am, if I have a practice and I was sharing what my practice is, to to just be in gratitude. And for me, it's as many times a day as I need to think this, I think, thank you, God, thank you, spirit, thank you, universe. It plays like a broken record in my mind. And I've actually had to learn that as a little mechanism, almost mm-hmm. to the point where it's not thought anymore. So I don't, you know, at first I had to think it, so that my mind could capture it and, you know, like learning a skill. And I would yeah. think it and I would say it. Then I would just think it and not have to say it. Then after a while, it wasn't a thought. It was almost as if it was this abstract blip, mm-hmm. right? And my question really, too, is about this idea of looking at these life streams as maybe at first there are some things we we have to change. You know, maybe there are some things we have to learn, you know, to attune, let's say. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, attune to yourself um, and attune to that. And, you know, I, I learned that phrase a number of years ago studying with Jean Houston when she talked about having a quantum partner. Mm. And at first I thought that's bizarre. And then the more that time went on, it's more about a, an attuning. It's almost about looking at the frequency we want to have show up in life as. And then how is it that we can come to that place of alignment with that? And I find this fascinating because, you know, we are talking about light and we are talking about looking at how we want to show up in life. And yet, at the same time, we, we almost don't know what's possible. Do you see mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, yes. this book came to you. So you were given the possibilities of this. Yes. Right? So absolutely. Um, very quickly want to yeah. say, your first comment about having this kind of thought process where you went through gratitude, you were thankful and you, you recited it and you spoke it and it sort of became something that was kind of almost embedded within you is exactly right. Because language is, is energy. It is our primary means of actually generating energy is with the words that we use, Mm. which is why we need to be so careful with them. And you repeating them, this is the power of prayer and this is the power of mantra, Mm -hmm. is every time you repeat that, that energy actually builds. It actually takes on its own consciousness. Mm -hmm. That's the thing about all energy is consciousness and all consciousness is energy. And so you've created your own, you've created consciousness around gratitude and acceptance. And so that is infused within you. And so then you're at that vibrational frequency that other things, everything's going to show up in relationship to gratitude and to um, acceptance. Mm -hmm. 
And so that's what's so beautiful is that becomes the basis for your manifestation. By repeating that over and over and over, you've created that energy. And that's that's where an attunement process has happened for you. Mm. And then, then, as you say, how do we let go and allow what's unknown come in? And this is such an important piece, which is that, and it goes back to an early question you had, which was about mm-hmm. fear of fear and the belief in fear. Yeah. Because ultimately, when most of us start trying to manifest, we really are still trying to take the reins. We're wanting to control. Yeah. And, it's so, and it's okay to have ideas and sort of say, you know, I, I want this because I'm worthy of it. Or I have this cre- idea for creation. Let me create this. And that's beautiful. It's not that you have to dispense with any idea of, of a vision or a plan, but you have to hold it really gently. And you have to trust that maybe there's a bigger plan for you, um, that most of our imagination for ourselves is is a lot smaller than what yeah. is possible. 99.9% of the time for me in my life, that's exactly been true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and for me, the most miraculous stuff is when it just shows up and you're like, wow. But And that comes from, again, cultivating this um, and this is where there's an attunement process of cultivating a real belief and a real, and, and to go back to that word, a real belief that in fact, everything that is coming to us right now is for our highest good. And when you continue to practice that and focus on all the gra- all that is good in your life with gratitude, mm-hmm. with um, acceptance, and with a belief that there's more, that you yeah. are entitled to more, that you're worthy yeah. of more, then that's what starts to show up in ways that you couldn't imagine. And 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 it's a slow process. It, you know, I, I wouldn't say to somebody who's in um, very uh, dire circumstances that um, that their only response is to look at their life and say, "Well, this is wonderful." Um, you know, there may be circumstances in which you do need to take a certain amount of. Um, shall we say, corrective action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But for, mo- for for most of us, where we are right now, the, yeah. you know, I'm assuming most of the listeners are in a space where we're we're working with circumstances that where we feel like, oh, I'm not quite in the right place, or exactly. something needs to change. You know, we're not dealing with where we're we're dealing with our, our most basic necessities, or or um, our lives are in danger. Exactly. Mm-hmm. However, th- you know, this is really, though, uh, understanding the the idea and calling into place, bending time. So let's talk about that for a minute. Bending yes. time. And I love the phrase. I love the phrase because I know that I've had experiences and I've shared this where time stands still. I don't know how to talk about it in another <laughs> Um, And the reason I know time has stood still is because I don't remember. I don't remember it. You, you know, I don't remember it. I don't have the right phrase. I, you know, we don't have the right language to explain what we're talking about. But yes. bending time comes about as close as I've, I've seen it. And I want to ask you this question and what was given to you in the messaging Obviously, the messages that were given to you that you brought forth in this book are important and critical critical for the time we live in. You know, the notion of living in a time where so much is moving so quickly, and yet I believe the pace by which we're living is a nanosecond compared to what it will be like three years and five years from now. And here's my question. The power to live in the now. Most of the time, we want to know the end game. If I do this, what will be, what will be different? What will be the benefit? And I, I wanted you to talk about this from the perspective of what was given to you in the book. And maybe the idea of bending time and space, you know, the, the part that was written in the book about this is most important because the idea of bending time and space really talks to the unlimited world of possibilities. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, what if there was no sickness? 
What if there was no lack? What if everybody, you, you know, had a desire and it manifested in a negative 10 seconds? Do you see what I mean about this? Yes. And I'd love for you to talk about the real and true message of this book, Bending Time. Thank you. Such such a great question. And I really love how you, you um, set that up. The first piece that's really important to understand is that bending time is something that we actually all do all the time. Uh, we can't not bend time. And it's, as you said, you've had experiences where you've perceived time to be at a standstill. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you'll notice that our language our language is almost impossible to escape from time. Um, at the same time, we're always worried about the end game. We're looking to the future. And the primary message was that we can't, we ourselves are so powerful because time is an aspect of our capacity as divine creators that at every moment we perceive whatever is right in front of us through the past. So we're always replicating the past in the present moment. And ironically, then we don't allow for something else to arrive in the future, um, in the present, something unknown. It is our great fear of the unknown. And this goes back to our fundamental belief that we are in fact separate from everything that is, and that we, as a result of that, our minds are structured in a way that we are constantly positioning ourselves in time and space as a means to identify that we exist. You know, I exist right now in this second and I'm separate from you. Mm -hmm. And now I want to guarantee that I exist in the next second and the next mm -hmm. second. That's the end game, right? We're looking at a linear progression of time and we see ourselves in a linear progression of time. And what happens in a belief of separation, here's, here's the real rub. If yeah. the world, if I'm separate from the world, I can be removed from the world, and the world will continue without me. Mm. You know, that's the fundamental belief: separation. I exist separately from you, therefore I am. But because I exist separately from you, you can continue to exist without me. So that's where a sort of great fear of non-existence comes into place. And so we're constantly looking ahead to guarantee our existence. That's where the sort of belief in, um, you know, what will happen, the fear that you described earlier, that it's really yeah. the belief around fear that comes in and that all of our actions, then when we meet people in the present moment, we're actually looking at through them through concepts, experiences, memories of prior encounters in a way to guarantee that we understand and know what is around us to guarantee our survival. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, something you said is important, and I and I want to make sure that we talk about it for a minute. We're on a never-ending journey to validate ourselves to the subcultures sub of our society wherever we live. Mm -hmm. You know, and the dividing factor, I believe, it seems as to how much we do that is in direct proportionate to what we believe from a spiritual perspective. And that was a mouth through to say that in this world, what does it feel like to be perfectly aligned and not to ignore the very existence of others, but to not see the very existence of others as others? Do you see what I mean? Absolutely. So beautiful. And if you can see the very existence of others as um, just one of every other as, an ex as just one yeah. more permutation yeah. of the possibility of human expression, of mm -hmm. life taking its expression, then you look at it in kind of an awe. I'm, yeah. I'm actually often walking around, I'm in awe of how, of the billions of people, how different we all are. And yet we're all made of flesh and blood, yeah. of earth yeah. and light, and we have life in us. And yet we all look so different in ways that those, that takes on meaning when 
the only meaning it should really have for us is kind of the awe that it should inspire of, of, of the multiplicity mm-hmm. of, of, of life. Mm-hmm. You know, um, life comes with uh, 150,000 shades of emotions, of feelings, of desires. And yet at the same time, you know, let's talk about what happens when none of that becomes relevant anymore. And Mm. I don't mean death. I mean, when we can wake up every day and not call it a day, Yeah. you know, to just be in this place of knowing that this is the moment that I'm in and this moment that I'm in, I'm going to experience it fully. And I want to ask you about that as you talked about bending time. And thank you so much for today. Oh, no, thank you. You you used a word just now, fully. Mm -hmm. And that is a word that comes through in the book constantly. We're constantly talking about fullness. That is the word that that the guides use with me, that they want to speak. This is the word that we use. This is the word that we use. Fullness is the word that we use to describe actually what is present at every instance. The world is full every instant, and then it takes form. It takes form that we identify and then we layer with our with our ideas and values. But at every second, the world is reborn as infinite possibility. Mm. And when you are, um, when you believe that, to go back to your word, believe yeah. that, then it feels full. And you don't, it's not that you don't plan Mm-hmm. It's that life does show up for you in a different way and you feel carried because you feel the fullness around you of every, of all possibilities. And so what shows up is not a belief that um, at the next moment something terrible is going to happen. You truly feel that the, that the world is cradling you mm-hmm. because you feel the fullness of each second of all the possibilities and bending time when it comes to the future is really about bending into that time by letting, by trusting that you are loved and taken care of, that you are not separate from all that is, and that um, you allow life to show up for you. Let it carry you and take care of you. It's, it's our inability to really accept the unknown. And to care to be carried, mm-hmm. that creates our, our our limitations. Well, I mean, thank you. First of all, thank you for spending a full hour with us today. Really, really appreciate that, Patrick. And you know, there's so much in the book. I mean, I I, I really love uh, what you've been able to say in here. And you know, there's so much more. I hope you'll come back. There's so much more to talk about, including the you know, the conversation on Christ consciousness. I want to thank you so much. And I have one last question for you. Um, Again, your website, and then what would you like to leave us with? Mm. What's your personal message? And thank you again. Oh, no, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, And I feel like there's so much more to discuss. I'll be happy to come back. Uh, The website is www.patrickpaulgarlinger.com. And the message that um, really that I want you to to take away with, which is that is really just how truly and profoundly loved we all are. I mean, mm. we really, um, and it, it's something that we feel. And there's a, a, a piece in the book that I want to share at the very end of the book that were um, that the that the guides, the light beings gave me, which is a phrase for people to realize that I am. They always say, I am the light in form reborn. Mm. I am the light in form reborn. That's something to say to yourself as a reminder that you really are light in form in a human body reborn. Mm. That is that is a great way to really end our show today. Patrick, thank you so very much for all that you do. And thank you for your generosity today. Thank you, Pat. It has been an absolute pleasure. And I wish many blessings to you and everyone who's taken time to listen to. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.